And Susan Price. And today's episode is Faith Like Rahab. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to summarize Rahab's story. If you want to read about Rahab, go to Joshua 2. Um, and that's her full story there. But for time-wise and everything, we're just going to summarize it. And I would, we would highly suggest that you actually go and read the scripture version mm-hmm. of um, the story. So... Joshua sends two spies into Jericho. It was the first city that Israel um, was going to take over when they crossed the Jordan. Um, And they went in to Rahab's house, who was a prostitute. Go figure. Yes, we did say a prostitute (laughs) um, living in the walls of Jericho. And she actually, I think really honestly why they came there was because there was a lot of foot traffic Mm -hmm. and they thought that, okay, we're not going to get caught if we come here. But they did get caught. And so when the king um, of Jericho came to find them and they knew they they were in Rahab's house, Um, she hid them under flax on top of her roof. And she said, oh, they've already left. I sent them through the city gates um, before they closed, and they're gone. Maybe you should go find them. And so they left, but Rahab tells the spies, I know the Lord has given you the land. So Rahab knew and had heard what all the Lord had done for the Israelites through the wilderness. And so um, she knew that they could save her when they came to take over the land. So she kind of makes this like barter with them, really. And she's, you know, she's like, if you save me, um, you know, I saved you. Will you save me and my family? And the spies actually promised to protect her. And told her to hang a scarlet cord and her and her family would be safe. The people that were in her house would be safe. And so this is when the Israelites are coming in to take over Jericho. Um, They walk around Jericho seven times. All the walls come crashing down besides Rahab's where her and her family and they are safe. Mm Mm-hmm. I love this story. Uh-huh. This has been one of my favorite stories for many years now, since the first time I really read it and like really understood what was going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, you know, their lives were spared because they followed instruction that these random spies gave them. Um, but going back to the fact that she's a prostitute, you know, right. it. it's not something you would expect out of a prostitute, so to speak. So, you know, she was obviously known. For what she did, people were going in and out all the time, and her home was in the walls. Mm -hmm. So she had eyes set on who was coming in and out at times, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But truly reading through this story, I really feel like we all have a connection with Rahab more than what we might think. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, you hear the label of a a prostitute, and you immediately go to, you know, not-so-nice thoughts. Or, like, I don't have anything. How could this be relatable to me? Right. Like, how can you put in the same sentence God and prostitute together? Mm -hmm. Well, we're about to tell you. So I think we can all agree that we have a past that we're not proud of. Like, there's certain things from our past that still haunt us, that bother us, that affect us. 
Um, things that we may shame ourselves over. We've talked a little bit about that before too, with the shaming. Absolutely. I think we deal a whole, everybody deals with a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. And I think even from this, like disqualification, like oh, I'm disqualified for anything that God wants to do with me because of my past. Right. Which kind of relates to Rahab. So, you know, prostitute and then like, how can God use a prostitute for something like this? But look what he did through her. Right. Um, so, you know, I myself have a past. I've been saved from it. Thank God, you know, for his grace and mercy and forgiveness. And um, so, you know, when we think back on our past and the things that we've been through, I hope that each of you can look at where you're at now and realize what all you've overcome. Right. Because it's a huge accomplishment. And it's awesome to see God's work and what he does in our lives when we just put it in his hands and we allow him to do it. Um, So for me, you know, I was, I mentioned before I grew up without a dad. He wasn't a part of the picture. Um, and for a long time, I was trying to find myself worth in guys and partying and different things like that. But, you know, growing up, it was like small issues here and there. And I didn't really know what the issue was. Um, and so long story short, the problem was the absence of my father. I think it affected me in more ways than what I thought it did. And so I was searching for that love from a guy or from a, a father, you know what I mean? Like I was looking for it in the wrong places. Anyway, so, you know, I was at a party one night and I was raped by someone that I thought I trusted, someone I thought was a friend that Mm -hmm. I could hang out with and not ever have to worry about something like that. Um, And so that alone for me should have been enough for me to stop what I was doing, stop the partying, you know, things like that. But I didn't. It kind of sent me into a downward spiral and it got worse from there for me. And so... Anything I could do to numb that pain that I was feeling and not feel it at all or not deal with it was what I did. And so for me, it was about just continuing to drink and focus on not feeling the pain or the hurt that it was caused and really not even admitting what had happened. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't admit that it happened, it never happened, right? At least that's how we think of things sometimes. Um, So I kept going down a broken path and living in the wrong ways. You know, I grew up in church, so I knew who God was. I knew about God, but the difference was I didn't have a relationship with God. So Mm -hmm. I knew who he was. I knew what scripture said. I knew what the church had taught me, but, and I knew what my family had taught me, but I didn't have that relationship with him like I should have. So I didn't have him to cling on to during this time. And so, you know, when I was 17, I got pregnant and, um, you know, things just continued to happen. And with that, I should have straightened up too. And I've shared before that I didn't quite straighten up right then either right away. But I quickly realized what I had been looking for and searching for was in all the wrong places because I was looking for that love, that acceptance, the fulfillment. Um, And I was, like I said, I was looking in the wrong places. And what I was looking for was in front of me the whole time, which was actually a personal relationship with God. Yeah. And that's what I was lacking. That's what I was missing. And so, you know, even in my, in my marriage now, I've shared too that, you know, we've had some rocky times in the past and things right. that we've had to overcome. And I can truly say if it wasn't for the relationship that I developed with God over the years, that I probably would not be in that marriage now. But I have that to cling to now, whereas back in the past, I didn't have that relationship. So there was not saying that God couldn't save me because obviously yeah. he, he saves us. But you have to be willing to stretch your hand out to him and say, grab hold of me. Right. And so I wasn't doing that. So now, you know, in, in the trials that come in life, I'm able to cling to that and cling to his mm-hmm. promises on those things and, and realize that my satisfaction comes from him. You know, the fulfillment that we search for comes from him. Mm-hmm. And so 
I wasn't a prostitute, obviously, but I have a past that's just as dirty as hers. And I mean, like we've talked before, sin is sin, no matter what it is, we can't categorize it. So, you know, we may be shaming ourselves over this and, you know, shaming other people over what they're doing. But I also feel like this story teaches us too, that we cannot judge other people for their sin Mm -hmm. because ours is just as equally bad, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think it also, too, it just shows us that because we have a past, it doesn't define our future. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, your past doesn't define where you are now. Your Mm -hmm. past just makes you, honestly, it makes you a better person, especially Mm -hmm. when you choose to start following God and start living. You know, Scripture says in Romans, I think it's 8-1, we don't don't live in condemnation after we come to God. Like, Mm -hmm. we can't be, we're not condemned, you know? And so I think that, that explains a lot for you moving forward with your relationship with God and forgetting about, you know, God has wiped our past clean and Mm -hmm. no matter how dirty or how bad it looks, you know, you're able to step forward into his calling for your life and be used. Look at Rahab and how she was used to help further God's people, you Mm -hmm. know, and and I, I look at you now and, and all the things that you have shared that you have been through. Look at how God is using you. Look how, you know, um, you don't have to sit in that anymore. And um, you can have healing from that. And mm-hmm. just seeing how you have grown uh, grown as a person and, and how, you know, you're dedicating your life to just serving Him now, even though you have been through so much and in in that a lot of people would live in that shame and live in that you know sometimes would be in that guilt mm-hmm. of thinking like maybe I caused it or I did it to myself or because this happened to me I'm disqualified from anything that God u- could use me for right. but you know you're saying no no more this stops um, with me, this stops with what has happened to me, and it's I'm going to move forward in knowing who I am in Christ versus who I'm in who I've who I've been in the past. Right. Well, you know, when we read her story, you know, it truly I hope for y'all, and it does me that it gives you hope for a better future, despite yeah. where your past is at. What mm-hmm. you know, what happened in the past, um, because for Rahab, she was more than a prostitute. She was more than just you know, that supposed label that people tend to place on others. Um, and the same for us. We're more than just the things that we've done mm-hmm. in our lives. And so there was a quote that I had written down that said, it isn't who we are that matters to God. It's who we are in him and who we are becoming. Yeah. Whatever you've done doesn't matter. And it's our job to release it to him. Mm-hmm. And when we can release that to him, something beautiful takes place. And he is able to use us because we're able to look past our our look past our past we'll be able to look to the future and say you know what my past is ugly Mm -hmm. it's full of sin you know i i've been ashamed of it all these years but you know what god i'm releasing that to you and i know that i can walk freely now in the calling that you've called me to yeah what's something i i what's something that you still sometimes struggle with dealing with your past as far as you know, some for me, I know that I struggle with a lot of is still feeling disqualified. Mm. Um, every now and then, I have to fight back to those um, mental challenges that come at me and those attacks um, of feeling like because of what I've been through, um, I'm not enough or mm-hmm. I'm not worthy enough to go where God is calling me. And thank God that I I am able to like 
recognize what's happening and I don't have to like sit in that. Mm -hmm. But it's reality. We still all fight with some kind of feelings every now and then. Um, Do you, is there something in particular that sticks out to you? Yeah, I would say what sticks out to me most right now is probably anytime that you see people from your past that you don't have a continued relationship with Mm -hmm. or um, people that, you know, you come in contact with that you haven't spoken to in years and you know that they know your past. I think sometimes it's hard for me to say, not because I'm ashamed of where I'm at now, but sometimes it's hard for me to say like where I'm at now and what I'm doing because I think a lot of times I worry or I allow myself to be concerned with, what their opinion is. And we talked about opinions before too, but like truly like people, some people, if they're not in a relationship with God, they really can't understand that someone can change. People can change. They can, you know, they can grow and blossom. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think it would be a place of what are they going to think or what are they going to say? Like I I know that they probably have doubts and so their doubts bother me and make me doubt. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. Basically, I worry sometimes that other people are looking at me and they're saying, there's no way that she can be doing this right now. You know, obviously she, she's putting on a front or this isn't real because I knew who she was and this is not who she was. You know what I mean? While other people, now that I've been able to deal with this on my own, I can look at other people now and see, like say that they've come to know Christ and they've grown in their walk and, totally different from who they used to be that I, that one person I used to know mm-hmm. and I'm I think it's beautiful to be able yeah. to see the change that people are able to go through with the help of God. Yeah. You know, I thought about too is like when I think about my own story and even when I think about, you know, yours and what you shared and maybe you have felt the same way too, but for a long time I thought, well there's parts of my story that God could use, but then there's other parts like how could he use that? Mm-hmm. Like how could he use that mess yeah. for good? And it it makes me think kind of, you know, I lived in a lot of shame with divorce and I was like, well how in the world is God? I mean, we're not supposed to be divorced. That's not supposed to happen. You know, the Bible says that that's not a, you know, good and And that's not what God wants. And so um, I look at that and I lived in a lot of shame. And I'm like, well, how's God going to use me with something like that? Or, for instance, I went through a time that I I ran and did whatever I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically, I coped not with drinking. I coped with drugs and drinking and every daggone thing else like you can think of from a young age. Like, there was, you know, I've, I've shared there's, there was a lot of abuse in my household. And so in order um, to get past that and to get past things that happened, I mean, I was on my own and, mm-hmm. and just doing whatever I wanted to do. And I didn't care who had, you know, who said anything about it. And so I'm like, how could God use that to help someone else? And mm-hmm. just thinking about parts of my story that are, you know, are not pretty. Yeah. But then I think about that scripture, he turns um, ashes to beauty. Mm-hmm. And how he really does take that. He takes everything and makes it beautiful Mm -hmm. and makes it complete for him. And it's hard to honestly recognize that when you've lived it. But knowing that God God can use every piece of what you've been through. Mm -hmm. If you are vulnerable enough to share that, something will touch somebody. And so I'm thankful that you shared that because I know that there's going to be people who 
you know, that impacts as far as like, wow, she went through that and she's able to overcome it. And just like Rahab feeling like she was probably judged, but Mm -hmm. she was like, I know the Lord that you, Mm -hmm. that you serve is big and mighty. And that's what I, you know, that's where I want to, what I want to do with my life. Yeah. From, from the very beginning, God had a plan for Rahab, just like he does for each of you, each of us. Um, and, it definitely wasn't a mistake that the spies ended up at her house out of all places that they landed. They could have went anywhere, but it was right. her house that they went to. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that in the scripture it tells us that there was a lot of talk that went on within the brothel walls um, and that she had heard they were coming. She was expecting them to come. Mm-hmm. But that's also how she knew that God used Moses to part the Red Sea and how he destroyed the two Amorite kings and the people. And so that shows me, too, that God has a plan for each of us, and there's power in being obedient in his timely instruction to us. So, you know, whatever you've been through, whatever you've done, it doesn't matter. God had a plan for you from the beginning, and he can take what you've been through, and he can use it for something greater. Yeah. But we have to allow him to do that, and I think that that's the hardest part is releasing that and allowing him to take full control over it. And then, uh, I think I've already said that, but, you know, letting him use us. And I think, like you said, we don't feel worthy enough at times because our past is so ugly or the things that we did were just nasty. And so, or we feel like it's just filthy. And so, and I like that scripture too about, um, bringing beauty from ashes, um, which is such a beautiful scripture and so much truth behind that. And it just shows us too, like what God can do in our lives. And that's the most amazing part to me is that he can take us in our lowest point in our lives. Mm -hmm. And then he can, raise us up on that mountain and, and totally change us. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that Rahab also chose to do good, do God's work despite where she had been. Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately that's what we should go for, you know, strive for is to still do God's work despite where we've been, despite Mm -hmm. what we've been through. Um, we get that choice, you know, despite our past, we get to choose to do God's work and know that we have overcome those things, but also work through that healing of those things so Mm -hmm. that we can do God's work. Mm -hmm. Well, she knew about God, but she just wasn't walking with God. And, um, it makes me think of us too. And like, how often do we, we know who God is, but we choose our own path. You know, we choose mm-hmm. where we want to go and we don't go down the path that, that is God led, spirit led. Um, but you know, that, that's what I was guilty for doing too. But I'm thankful that I was able to get myself back on track and on the right path yeah. and, and go down the path that God was calling me down instead of just being a rebel and doing it all on my own, on my own time in my own way. And, um, you know, going back to what I said about how other people, you know, do tend to judge us or we feel like they're judging us. You know, the, the thing is, is we, we are guilty for looking at others past and judging their future. Yeah. Um, we judge them from something they did years ago and that's not, maybe not who they are anymore. And so it's possible that that's what happened for Rahab too, but we don't know the work that God's done in their hearts. And, you know, Rahab shows us that we can leave our shameful past behind. We can walk forward and we can just choose that right path to walk with God alongside with. Yeah. Um, Rahab too, for me, when I'm thinking about her shows a ton of courage. Oh yeah. Can you imagine like, Someone who has so much power, power to literally kill you, 
come looking and knowing like, hey, I'm going to hide these men. I'm going to show courage and try and help my family and mm-hmm. help myself. Um, I can't imagine how much courage that took for her to do that, knowing like, hey, I could turn these people in and be just fine and keep living the same life that I'm living. Right. And take my chance. But she shows so much courage. And, and I think that that is really what we have to do mm-hmm. when it comes to our own walks and changing our lives and knowing that our past is our past and that we almost have to be confident in knowing who we are in Christ. Not almost have to be. We have to be confident mm-hmm. in knowing who we are in Christ and have courage to say, I don't care yeah. what anybody's going to say. I don't care if I do. I am judged. I don't care if they think, like, I knew her before and that's mm-hmm. not the person I knew. Guess what? I have courage because I, have a, I serve a, a good God mm-hmm. and he's going to see me through this no yeah. matter what. You know, but sometimes... We aren't courageous, mm-hmm. you know, but I can't I can't help but think about how courageous Rahab was. Well, in Hebrews eleven thirty one it says it was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And so that to me shows me that she had faith. Yeah. She had faith and she knew who God was, but she didn't live a life pleasing to God. But right. yet she still had faith mm-hmm. and knew that this God that did so many things that she had heard stories about could save her and protect her and her family if she just followed what they were telling her to do. And so that's huge to me, too, because her faith is what saved her and her family. Her faith. You know, we think about our faith and um, things that we have been through or things that we're even going through currently or, you know, whatnot it is. But having faith is all you have to have. Like having faith is what brought her out. That strong faith is all we have to have, but sometimes we it, it's so hard for us, yeah. you know, to really believe, like, all I need is faith. Let me have faith in God. Courageous faith, because you're talking oh, about how she that. was courageous, yes. and she had faith. So let's have courageous faith like Rahab. I love that. I courageous faith like Rahab. Maybe you shouldn't rename the title. <laughs> We said faith like Rahab, but you can have courageous faith, faith like, like Rahab. I love that. That's good. You know, that, that is something that we need to strive for. We need to strive to be courageous for Christ mm-hmm. and um, and to know, uh, just looking at this story, that even, even a prostitute in the Bible, mm-hmm. like she was, her, she, her name is used in everything. Yep. We know who she was and, and, um, even even her, even us, even you who's listening to this, God has a plan, you yeah. know? And no matter what you have been through, no matter how dirty it looks, no matter how much shame you have lived in, you don't have to live in that. Right. And God can use you. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when I hope for each and every person that y'all will actually sit down and read the story of Rahab and yeah. Joshua. Just read it from top to bottom really think about it and process everything that took place. It's Mm -hmm. not a real long story. Um, 
But I hope that by the time you're done reading it, you know, you don't see her Rahab as a prostitute, mm-hmm. that you see her for a courageous woman with a big faith and an obedient heart to God. And um, I think that that's important, too, is that we we don't see her for the label that was slapped on her as a prostitute, right. but we see her as an obedient and courageous woman that had a big faith. You know what I just thought about while you were sitting there talking is the label. Uh-huh. You know, they probably didn't have to put that in scripture, prostitute. Nope. And when you read it automatically, where does your mind go? You know? Filthy, dirty, yeah. nasty. Yeah. So Not you, a good place. Yeah. But that's what us judging. Mm-hmm. And what is God trying to teach us? Not to judge or condemn others. Right. You know? And so that's exactly how we feel when people look at us and they say, you know, look at what she's been through. Mm-hmm. She was a drunk, or yeah. she was a drug addict, or she um, had sex before marriage, or she's been divorced. Like, look what she's been through. We don't want people to look at us in just one word. They automatically assume, like, oh, she can't live this life. Yeah. And and that's what I'm sure a lot of people think when there's a label put on it, like mm-hmm. you said. But you're more than that. Yeah, more than the label others put on you. And who are they to put a label on you anyway? It's yeah. like, what is it, the stickers that say, hello, my name is, and mm-hmm. then they just, they put anything, y'all, it's a free-for-all, and y'all can just put anything on here that you feel that I am. Yeah. That's not their job. Like, we are who God says we are. Mm-hmm. The only labels that we have on us is what we find in the Word of God and what He's already promised us. That's right. Hello, you are loved. Hello, mm-hmm. you are cherished. Hello, you are adored. Hello, you are... God's worthy. child. Yes, worthy. Everything. Valued. Yes. So many things. So if you ever doubt yourself and your self-worth and your from your past or, or shameful feelings, replace that. You know, replace that with I am loved. I am worthy. I am courageous. I have a big faith. You know, I am blessed. All the things that God promises in the word. And I look at Rahab not as a prostitute. Like I could totally just look at that word and not say, I think Rahab is strong and Mm -hmm. she's confident and she is, you know, just courageous, like we said. And so I think that there's so much more than Rahab the prostitute. It makes me want to X out prostitute in my Bible. I know. Like where you can still see the word, but X it out because... Her, her being a prostitute doesn't matter, but obviously it serves a big purpose in this story because I, I feel like the whole point in them giving her that label in this story and, and presenting that to us is so that we can see that obviously God can use anyone no matter where, where they've been at, you know, currently or in the past. And so, you know, we need a faith like Rahab. Only God can take something as dirty as her past and our past and make Mm -hmm. it worthy only he can do that we can't do that no one else can do that that's right so if you're struggling with something or you're struggling with something that has happened in your past and you feel like you can't move forward or that you've been disqualified or you're living in shame Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend that one you read the story of Rahab and you know you write it somewhere have courageous faith like Rahab Courageous faith. I love that. I do too. Look, we always leave here taking away something for ourselves. Oh, it's crazy. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed the podcast today and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.